0: Today is April 7th, 2020. Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. If you are new, welcome. To those of you who have been listening to my podcast from Season 1, welcome back. I want you to go back and listen to my previous podcast because this podcast is piggybacking from off of the previous podcast. So for those of you who are not new, you guys know that I like to create my audio journals while my thoughts are fresh in my mind so that I don't lose my train of thought by you know making breakfast, drinking some tea, whatever it is, getting ready for work, whatever it is. I'll completely forget. So after the situation with my friend yesterday I had sat and did some thinking this morning <clears throat> excuse me while in prayer and meditation I like to self reflect on myself to see what it is that I can learn about myself how can I do something better and what it is that I've learned About someone else. And so lately, what I've been doing was listening, I've been paying attention. And by that, I mean I've been listening to what people say and hearing what they're not seeing. And so when it comes to my friendships, Those that I keep close to me, I actually care about them. And if I do something to them, unintentionally or unbeknownst to me, I would like for them to come to me and communicate to me that I did something to them that they found to be hurtful. And oftentimes... What I like to do is to relevantly communicate. I listen to what's being said. I don't take things personally or as a personal insult. And I extend an apology to them because I never want my friend to feel emotionally or physically unsafe with me. There's a lot of people in this world that don't care. There's a lot of people in this world who are selfish. And I find the world to be a backwards place. But when someone is in my presence, I want them to feel Safe. I want them to feel encouraged, inspired, motivated, happy, or happier. If they're in a bad mood, I want to make them laugh so that they can feel better. I want them to know that I'm a safe haven. And I've learned that in certain households, you're not allowed when you're in your childhood. In certain households, you're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to talk. Children were supposed to be seen and not heard, and adults never realized to the best of my knowledge, that they were causing the person to, the child, they were teaching the child to not have a voice. You were not allowed to have feelings. You were not allowed as a child to express yourself. But when you get outside, and you get to middle school, and you get to high school, You have to figure out how to defend yourself because people are cruel. Children are cruel. The world is a cruel place. It's not fair. It's cruel. And so when you're a child, you're not given any tools to how to effectively handle yourself when you're in cruel situations outside of the home. So you learn how to defend yourself. And what poor neighborhoods teach you is that if you insult the person to a point where they don't have a comeback, you won the battle. And so it becomes second nature as that child gets older to insult their fellowmen. So as I was sitting there thinking about the situation that transpired with my friend, I said to myself, It is never my intentions to rub my friend the wrong way, to make my friend's blood boil, or to make that fire in the pit of my friend's chest to burn. I never want to do that intentionally or unintentionally. And I discovered that my friend assumed, because of the type of people he has always encountered, the type of people he has always been surrounded by, these people are low-frequency, vibrating people. And what he noticed with people who vibrate on this low frequency is that they have displaced anger and they like to use innocent people as their emotional punching bag. It's true. I learned that when I was in college back in 2013. People have a tendency of doing these things. The race has nothing to do with it. It's not a particular ethnic group that does these things. It's just people. Male and female. And so my friend assumed that I was deflecting something on him and his defense mechanism was to be insulting and to deflect back on me instead of just relevantly communicating with me and saying, hey, I don't like it when people try to tell me that I'm doing something hurtful to them that I'm not doing. It doesn't make me feel good when people do stuff like that to me. So can you please be mindful and not do that? And then I would have said to him, that was not my intentions. It was unintentional, and I was just making a joke. I wasn't serious. However, I understand what you're saying, and I extend an apology. We could have hugged it out and kept it moving. That's not what happened. And as I was meditating, all these things was coming to me like, One revelation after another, after another, after another. And it was kind of like, boom, he's arrogant. Boom, he's a bad communicator. Boom, his defense mechanism is insults and deflection. Boom, he only cares about himself. Boom, he has a weird way of showing people that he actually loves them. Boom, in his childhood, he was taught not to express himself inadvertently. Boom, the streets taught him that he's not allowed to have feelings. Boom, he went through traumatic experiences that he really didn't even deserve. Boom, there will always be a separation between you and him. There will never be a togetherness in the friendship. Never. Boom, he don't trust you. Boom, you can never be emotionally safe with him. Boom, he's not even emotionally safe within himself. Boom, he's emotionally insecure. Yeah, he's arrogant, but he's emotionally insecure. All of these different revelations came to me at one time. And it all came because I was paying attention and reflecting. He has been himself consistently for the last few years. I just never paid enough attention to see it. It has always been there. I watch YouTube videos about relationships. And I hear people say, I never knew my, my mate was cheating on me. I never knew my mate was a pedophile. I never knew my mate was a serial killer. Yes, you did. You just ignored it. You didn't pay attention. You turned a blind eye. That's exactly what I did in this friendship. I didn't pay attention to it. It was always there. I ignored it. I turned a blind eye. But I saw it. I saw it. And I'm thinking to myself, he actually don't deserve my friendship. I've worked really fucking hard on myself. On my personal development. On my healing. On my mindset, the way I see things and perceive people. I worked really fucking hard on educating myself. I worked really fucking hard. To maturing into womanhood. I worked really hard with developing the type of social skills that I have. I worked hard to be set apart. To be different. Most people want to fit in. They want to follow the crowd. To be accepted. That's not me. I worked really hard to be set apart. To be different. Because what I was seeing was some bullshit. What I was seeing was dysfunction. I was seeing brokenness. I was seeing heartache and pain. And mental health issues. And people dress it up. In expensive clothes. People dress it up with Bible verses. People dress it up by going to church on Easter Sunday. People dress it up. With the type of furniture that they have in their home. With their job. But not me. What a person sees is what they get. I am transparent. If I don't know something, I'm one of those people I will say, hey, I don't know. I'm not going to make something up and mislead you. I'm going to tell you I don't fucking know. And I'm not going to sit and pretend that I know everything. It's impossible for one human being to be all-knowing. I may know a lot about a lot of different subjects, but it's humanly impossible for me to know everything. I think I have a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom, a lot of life experience, but I'm not all-knowing, and I'm not ashamed to say I am not all-knowing. There's no ego in it for me. I learned a long time ago to decrease my pride, not for other people, but for myself so that I can have healthy relationships with people. I didn't do this work. Myself to be surrounded by a bunch of in grade heathens, a bunch of low vibrating people. I'm not going to be surrounded by a bunch of crabs in a barrel. I'm not. I worked too hard for too long. Would you want to know the thing that is most hurtful for me out of this whole situation with my friend? Regardless of his coping skills, regardless of his communication skills or lack thereof, the thing that I find hurtful is that he don't trust me. He doesn't know me well enough to know That I'm not like everybody else who has hurt him. I'm not like other people that has not apologized to him. I'm not going to take what he confided in me about and throw it in his face and hit below the belt. I'm not going to take things that he has said to me And just drag his name through the streets. And drag his name to people that I know. Make him look bad. I'm not going to do that. Because I care. But he don't know me well enough to know that. At the end of it all, he don't trust me. I said to him. Will you come with with me to church? Oh, I'm not going. I'm not going to church. God knows my heart. Y'all know how people are. God knows my heart. I am the church. I don't need to go to a church building and give the pastor my money. I could keep my money in my pocket, and I could worship God in my bathroom. I am the church. I said, okay. The next thing I knew, he was going to church. The next thing I knew, he was reading the Bible. I said to him, would you be a pastor? No, I would never be no pastor. Hypocrites. The next thing I know, oh, my family told me that they think I would make a good pastor. He don't realize that what he was showing me was like, I'm going to do these things separated from you. We're not really friends. You don't trust me. I can't possibly be a bad person. Because if I was a bad person, he wouldn't speak. At all. But yet you're still in my presence. You want to be in my presence. But if I've done something to upset your whole spirit, why do you brush it up under the rug? How do you live like that? How do you brush things up under the rug and then act like nothing had ever happened? How do, you, how do you sleep at night living like that? How, I'm the one that gotta put things on the table. It will bother me. I need for the person to take some type of some type of accountability, give some type of apology. you gotta account for something. You gotta take responsibility for something. I wouldn't sleep i like last night, I didn't really sleep because the whole thing that happened was like a revelation and then it was bothersome because i knew that i realized that he really don't trust me he don't even trust himself how can he give me trust and he don't trust himself why am i giving you something that you can't give me you can't give me anything intangible i can give you intangible things but you can't reciprocate it because you don't have it within yourself I used to wonder why he was single. Because he has one adult child. He has his own place. He got a government job. He's easy on the eyes. Pretty smart. Humorous. Kinda. Why is he single? He really, he shouldn't be in no relationship. He shouldn't be in one. He shouldn't be in one. He don't even deserve my friendship. If you don't deserve my friendship, how the fuck you deserve a relationship? You actually have to emotionally connect with somebody. You actually have to vibe with somebody. There needs to be sexual chemistry, intellectual Stimulation and an emotional attachment. You got one out of three, and that's because it's human nature. You you just want to nut that you know. but the other two is missing. How can you receive love if you're not open to it? I am bothered by him. It ain't even so much of him taking my joke personally. Like, I didn't even think that my joke was even going to cause a fire to burn in his chest. Somebody else would have laughed at it, but not him. I am bothered by him because I know that he don't trust me. That's the most hurtful thing. Of it all. You don't trust me. You don't trust me. So the point of this podcast is this. Sometimes you have to make selfish decisions. For your own. Sanity. For your own personal growth, for your own personal development. Sometimes you have to make selfish decisions. When you have a good heart, it's kind of hard to make a decision that's solely about yourself. Because you have a tendency of considering the other person or other people. But when people make decisions, it's a selfish decision. They're thinking about themselves and themselves only. They don't stop to put themselves in anybody's shoes and think about how they would make somebody else feel. So sometimes you have to make a selfish decision for your own sanity. And you can choose to have a conversation with the person and see if anything changes, and you know that they care. Get, the, get out of here. And sometimes the person won't change, which will show you that they really don't care. you will see their level of adulthood by the way that they respond. For me with this situation with this friend of mine, I am going to have the conversation with him at a later date. But there's going to be some changes around these parts. I do think that there's 15% of him that cares because he keeps communicating with me. There's something about me that he actually likes. But I think that there's 85% of him that says something completely different. When I have the conversation with him at a later date, if there is no change... He is completely out of my life. You know, and I worked hard on myself to, like, not sting people, to not be petty and to get revenge. Like, I I worked hard on myself to not do that to people and to just relevantly, you know, communicate with them. I've learned how hurtful it is to just cut people off just like that with no thought or no care. And I don't mean to hurt people that way. So I worked hard to not just cut people off. So I'm going to give him a chance, but not really. Because my heart is already out the door. But I'm going to say what I need to say to him. Anyhow, shalom. Shalom.